Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby. And it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey there, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker. So last week we had a lot of combat, and this week we're going to have a fair amount of role playing. One thing I wanted to mention is that you'll notice that we aren't a voices crowd. The players and their characters pretty much use the same voice. They might do a voice here and there, but you're not going to hear us doing a lot of silly voices. It's just not the way we play. Something a lot of people asked about last week was why didn't we fight? Why did they wait three rounds before anything occurred? And it seemed kind of bizarre that these guys just didn't start firing their weapons and killing everyone left and right. Well, a few things. One, they were in the middle of a kill box. They were way out in the open, and there were six gang members behind heavy cover with ranged weapons. They would have been killed in about one to two rounds if they actually tried to do anything. Second of all, these guys know about as much of each other that you know. We don't trade character sheets with each other, so they don't know anything more than what you hear. They know their names, they know their classes, they know some of their equipment, and that's about it. So you're going to learn about every character and their abilities at the same time as the players do. We don't really share a lot of information. And on top of that, this is a brand new game, so we don't even know how a lot of these characters work and how they fight. And actually, from a role-playing point of view, these guys just met. So it's going to be very realistic that they don't know how each other fights, they don't know how to coordinate with each other, what abilities, and it's going to be kind of messy. They do that a little bit on purpose, and they do that a little bit because they really don't know how each other fights in this game yet, because it's a brand new system. But don't worry, I'm sure in a few episodes these guys all will become a well-oiled machine and will kill the strongest of groups with barely lifting a finger as they eventually do. But this is a fascinating game because we, none of us know how this game works, really. I mean, yes, we've played a lot of role-playing games and hundreds and hundreds of hours of Pathfinder, if not thousands. But this is a brand new system, and none of us have played these type of characters before. And on top of that, a lot of us are playing against type. Well, not us, but the uh, PCs are playing against their normal type. So this is new to everyone. It's going to be a lot of fun. So one thing I do want to note is make sure you read Jason McDonald's article, Talking Combat, in which he goes through each episode in detail from his point of view. It comes out this Thursday, and I found it as fascinating as you probably will because he explains kind of what he was thinking during the episode. And as a GM, I don't really always know how these episodes play out inside of a player's brain. And to be honest, I'm finding these as interesting as, well, actually playing the game because I'm learning a lot about how he thought this encounter was going to go down versus what really happened. And it's kind of fascinating. So with that, also, I wanted to go through some show notes, and then we'll get right into the show. First of all, we have thousands and thousands of listeners already, even though we're only up to episode three, and thank you very much for that. But we only have about 50 people or so who entered the $1,000 contest. I don't really understand why. It's incredibly easy. All you need to do is write a review on iTunes or Stitcher and submit your name and that's it. That's that's all you need to do and you can win hundreds of dollars worth of Amazon gift cards for free. So just do that <laughs> and you can you can enter or don't enter and let everyone else win. On top of that make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We post a lot on there. You could also check us out on Discord. I'm on there quite a bit if not always to be honest. One thing I definitely want you guys to check out is our Patreon. We are putting up some new original content, starting with an extended interview with Thurston Hillman from the first episode. After we finished the show, we talked to him for about half an hour, 
and we were just sort of BSing. And you can hear that show, which is going to be coming up pretty soon. In a few days, we're going to post that. It's really cool. Uh, we talk about how we built the game. He talks about some meetings at Paizo, just some back office stuff. It's a great interview. And in fact, it's well worth it if you join Patreon to hear that. Also, feel free to ask us questions or comments. You can just email us or send us something on Facebook. Someone already wrote to us asking if we can put some computer backgrounds of the characters, as well as the role for combat sound effect for their own gaming session. I'm going to put that up on the site in a few days, so you guys can all download those. But if you have any other questions or notes, please send them. We're very responsive. And finally, we got our hands on Paizo's new Alien Archive book that's coming out in a few weeks for Starfinder. And we're going to be putting up an extensive review of this in a few days. So make sure to check that out. I will give you a spoiler. It is awesome. Really, really awesome. Check it out. But for more detailed analysis, check out the review that's going to be up on the site in a few days. Again, follow us on Twitter and Facebook so you can't miss it. So with that, let's get into the show. So recap from last week. Looks like you guys were in the middle of a firefight. Although you didn't really know it. You just seemed to like saunder around, just lollygagging, not even paying attention until Heroic G got shot two or three times and two crits and is barely alive. But it seems like you guys beat the crap out of the downside kings. And now the cops are coming. Mm-hmm. Well, I called the cops and I won the fight. So sure. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Yeah, we ping-ponged a little bit. Like, there were bad guys to the left of us, of us and to the right of us. We ran to the left, and we decided, oh, we want to go after the guys on the right. So we, we ping-ponged back and forth. Correct. Yeah. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Moe Dupinski. Uh, so each of you guys got laser pistols um, as you pocketed from the bad guys. And Hiroji, you managed to actually, I said a piece of paper, I was uh, joking last week. You actually got a data pad that um, Durival was holding. And when he went down and his neck exploded, you actually managed to grab the data pad right before the cops showed up. Uh, the data pad's locked though, but you do have the data pad that evening. Excellent. Wait, so he is dead? It was actually a little bit unclear. Well, he did a medicine check and even though he's untrained, he found that Derival had a gigantic hole in his neck and is bleeding profusely. Oh, right. Now that you say it, that does sound sort of familiar. Okay, sorry. Jason McDonald is playing the Yosoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar. Slide of hand check for the uh, data pad. Did the cops know that he the data pad? It, the cops are coming. You probably have one round each of you to do one more thing before they uh, start like having you step away from the dead bodies. So is there anything you guys want uh, to- Can I put the data pad in my mouth pouch? No, because you don't have enough time to run over to him and throw it into your mouth pouch. Dang it. All right, well, I, put, I put the laser pistol <laughs> in my mouth pouch then. Yeah, that's right. We picked up, uh, I got, a, I think all three of us. I got nothing. So wait, you put the laser pistol in your mouth pouch? Or are you putting on the safety? I probably should, yes. I got a rock. Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. Yes, for those of you who don't know, the Yasoki have little pouches in their cheeks that they can, it's like super chipmunk power type thing. I don't know, and I didn't want to know. Yeah, yes, I never wanted to know. More that. than we needed to know. And in fact, you could like spit things out of your mouth pouches. We don't <laughs> want to know what you do yeah, with that just, mouth pouch. Just do your thing. Don't yeah. talk about it. <laughs> I got to see that in action. Uh, are there any bystanders anymore? Probably some Japanese anime that covers that, actually. <laughs> there's a couple of... Uh, there's the, the the people that you see that are on the map. They are cowering and hiding. There's only a few that are in the corners. They had nothing to do with the fight and probably didn't even see any. All right, then for my round, I want to make a diplomacy check on them to comfort them and make them feel better about the fact that I saved them. You can see a Yosoki and a weird-looking human to your east. And way to the west, you can't even get to them. So you roll the 14 in diplomacy, and you're like, they're there. The reinforcements that I called are coming. You'll all be safe thanks to me. 
That's right. Yeah. Is there is that rule modified by the fact that they might realize that he didn't get any in that uh, battle? They saw me shoot him, and then he died. They saw you shoot at them. After, therefore, because of. Well, I I have this pad, and I, I do secrete it upon my body. I do not have sleight of hand train, though, so I can't really do it. But I will, uh, I will, I will actually spend one round before the cops come, seeing if this guy, this Creel, has anything else on him. Okay, you do a quick perception check. That's that's pretty good, still. Six plus. What do you get? Plus eight. Pretty good. Eight. So yeah. So was that fourteen? So you look around. He is dressed in like overalls, and it looks like he has you know this guy was like a dock worker he doesn't really seem to have anything on him other than this pad i mean he is just a normal hard-working dude that had this data pad on him but he doesn't have any weapons any credits anything like that on him that you can see within your six seconds of like patting him down was he um was he our pathfinder contact yes he okay. was the contact that you were going to okay. meet all right so then like Knowing that the police are imminently coming, uh, all my weapons are stowed, and I have my hands raised in the air. <laughs> what is uh, Mo and uh, Tuttle doing? I'm leaning back on these barrels, uh, not doing anything nearly as uh, my my weapons are put away, but I'm not going to look nerdy with. I'll just uh, discreetly clean some of the blood off of uh, Chatter's club. <laughs> That's a good idea. Okay, so is Chatter going to come back to you? Yeah, I'll send I'll send Cheddar back to where I am and put my and holster my pistol. Cheddar comes back to you. Um, so the cops show up and there's three main entrances, and they're just like, "All right, everybody, you know the drill. Hands where we can see them. Nobody make any sudden moves. What's going on here?" And some of the uh, the NPCs, the other people that you saw, they sort of like come out of their hiding spaces and and, and show up. It looks like to the east and west of you, looks like there's a sort of rent-a-cops or the standard um, station security. Two guys from the north with some other cops surrounding them who appear to be in charge are wearing like the trench coats and seem to have uh, big glowing badges on their chests. And they're right in front of you, Hiroji. Oh, don't shoot. Don't shoot. I can explain everything. I like that their names are Detective Johnson and Detective Johnson, like the old uh, <laughs> no relation. agent, no relation. <laughs> That's right. You stole my joke. But yes, it is Johnson and Johnson. You could have gone with the Tintin reference and got Thompson and Thompson instead. The Thompson twins, if you will. So uh, they come over to you, Hiroji, yeah. and they say, all right, all right. Everyone gets some statements. He pulls out his little handbook, which is a digital handbook. And he's like, all right, let's hear your statement. And it's obviously recording everything you're saying. He doesn't even bother taking notes. He's like, tell me what's going on. Where are you from? Let's hear the whole story, buddy. I am from Castrovao. Uh Well, it's very simple. We were, we were getting off the shuttle, and then we simply, to meet this man, uh, Pathfinder Society, to get a job. And as soon as we stepped onto the platform, we, the shooting began. As you can see, there's several thugs down over here with some gang affiliation. So we sort of stepped in as good Samaritans and did our best to, to fight them off. Uh, we seems like we succeeded, but unfortunately, our contact here was not so lucky. Yeah, he takes a look and he's like, huh. And he looks at you and he sees like, you know, the burning embers still like glowing yeah. in your hair and your clothes since you were on fire for like two rounds. He's like, uh, what happened to you? Uh, looks like you're barely alive here, buddy. I zigged when I should have zagged, and I got hit. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, all do, you right. Heal- this- do you have any healing on you? Do you have any? Do you have any Mark One Med Pack? He goes, oh yeah, don't worry. the uh, The ambulance corp will be uh, coming along shortly. They might be able to take care of you for a small fee. I have insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's like, all right, all right. And it's like, and so then you have the people in front of you, Agent Johnson and Johnson, one's human and one's android. And they seem to be pretty no-nonsense, very hardened. The human guy seems to be really a hard-ass cop with a mustache and a huge sidearm that appears to be as long as his thigh. While the android literally has the best poker face you've ever seen. You have no idea what this game is. So they are saying, all right, what's going on with this vesk over here covered in blood? I presume uh, you just came like that where you're just having a snack or something and using your uh, hammer there to 
tender the meat. <laughs> uh, I walk over to them slowly. Mo uh, kind of wipes the blood off of his, his hands on his uh, on his uh, jeans, and uh, he says, "Well, a fellow's got to defend himself. You know, the security up here wasn't as uh, tight as I thought it was going to be. So, uh, yeah, what are you going to do?" And he just shrugs. Doesn't really add too much to the uh, statement. Johnson. Yes, Johnson. Okay, go over there. Talk to those other uh, stragglers while I take a look at the body. Okay. So the robot Johnson goes up to Rusty while the human Johnson looks at the dead dwarf trying to ID him and see what's going on. He's like pulling out a little scanner and sort of puts up against his face as pulling up information about him. So he- Afternoon, officer. What can I do to help? The robot Johnson just looks at you and he says, give us your statement. And he pulls out his little pad. What were you doing here? What occurred? I just arrived on the station. I just came here from a station around Akaton, and my goodness, there seemed to be violence erupting in this room. I was just here to see an individual from the Pathfinder Society, but these hooligans and thugs were everywhere. Can you describe what you saw? I saw men to the left of me shooting to the men to the right of me who were shooting the men to the left of me. He looks down at you. He looks down at the person below you and looks up at you. And he says, do you have any tattoos or gang affiliations on your body? Oh, gosh, officer, no. I would never have anything like that. So you are not a member of one of the rival gangs, not of the Downside Kings? Oh, no, no, no. As I said, I'm from a station uh, that orbits Akaton. I see. And then he just sort of looks down and says, mm, Downside King, not surprised. You wait here. Oh, of course. And then he walks over to Jisoki, Tuttle comes up to you and says, same thing. Statement. What happened here? Well, um, basically these gentlemen here started shooting at each other and shot the person we were attempting to meet, which probably wouldn't have happened if you guys didn't have such a subpar police presence in this public location. Um, but we were forced to defend ourselves. You know, that's what happened. The, uh, the robot Johnson literally has no expression when you like kind of insult the police force and she says usually this area is quite safe gang activity is extremely rare in the docks the downside kings are known to be extremely violent have not had them come to this area in quite some time very rare however it looks like you prevailed he also asks if you have any gang tattoos or any affiliations do i look like i'm a member of a gang seriously I have 32 published papers. Do I look like I'm in a gang to you? Hey, stop and frisk. Do you have documents for that robot of yours? I, I was not aware that robots needed licensing in this part. I, I, was, I thought I was free to bring him with me. He's my, he's my personal uh, manservant and a scientific, and a scientific apparatus. Uh, I don't know I needed a, a permit for him. Not a permit. You just need to put in some if lost, please return to sender tags on your robot. You need to chip him. I assure you I'm not going to lose him. How do you take me for? He says, okay, wait right here. They come back. Some of the other officers talk to you and talk to them, sorry. And they uh, they sort of gather everyone together. They're taking all the statements. They seem pretty relaxed after they see that it's the, uh, the downside kings. They don't seem to be as uh, jittery as they were before. And after... After about 10, 15 minutes, they come back to you and they go back to Hiroji and they say, so it looks like your story uh, is about right. We talked to the other uh, innocent bystanders and they all pretty much support what you said. It sounds like you came in and saved the day and probably prevented many other deaths yes. from uh, occurring. Yes, I did. Yes, especially you. It looks like uh, you. Uh, well, they they seem to know who they needed to take try and take out first, so. I took the brunt of it. He says, he says, good general healing. Comes the med up techs, and, yeah. Yeah, the med techs, exactly. Um, and they say, well, usually the med techs are here and it's just standard credits for some uh, medicine. But since you uh, seem to be uh, 
did such a good job, and to be honest, there's no love lost between us and the Downside Kings. Uh, we'll give you one free med pack for uh, your trouble, because it looks like uh, <laughs> they're all like laughing a little, seeing it's like, look like you got a little barbecued there. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly did. I do appreciate the uh, that, Officer. Thank you very much. We all appreciate it, Officer. We could all use a med kit. Thank That's you very true. much. Yes, we can split that after we sell it on the market. And... Well, when, when we all get a med kit, that would be very Oh, hard. yes, yes. Uh, med kits for everyone. You're, for you, it's 50 credits each on sale <laughs> from 51 this week only yeah well i actually, I actually need medical attention so i'll be uh i'll be so, some of us had the good sense to not stand in the path of gunfire and we don't actually need med kits they say however this dwarf here seems like he's the innocent bystander dorivor creole we find out he appears just to be a, an average dock worker definitely uh, comes up a member of starfinder society sort of a mid-level member you're supposed to meet him here huh yes we were supposed to meet him he waved at us and the next thing we knew he was shot it looked like they might have been targeting him it may not have just been a gang war of some kind it might have been a, a an assassination uh, well, what can you tell us? It sounds like, uh, what what did you see about the other gang? Uh, was there any gang symbols or any affiliation? Yes, you saw? there were. I'm not familiar. I'm familiar with the Downside Kings, but I was not familiar with the other gang affiliation that I believe had an ace, right? Wasn't there? Uh, there was an ace. Uh, sorry, it was uh, an ace and a ten. Yeah, an ace there. and a ten. And I think they were fighting the 20-sided crew, I believe. Uh, that actually, no. It's uh, They look at each other. They go... That's pretty odd. That's uh, that's the level twenty-one crew. So, like the level twenty-one crew, they never leave level twenty-one. Hence their name. And the downside kings fighting level twenty-one crew. That's kind of a odd occurrence. Yeah. Well, we thought so as well. I don't think they took any casualties on their side. Yeah, the level twenty-one crew. It's like they're more of a uh, more of a community watch than an actual gang. You know. Of course, they uh, dabble a little bit in the subpar illegal activities you know gambling and the like but they're uh they're actually not so bad yeah downside kings are way worse that's what i knew i knew i had known their reputation so i figured these are the people we got to clean out of here so yeah here's your free med kit and uh, hands you over to one it's like if anyone else you guys all look pretty good the vesk over there just needs like you might need to go to the cleaners other than that he seems pretty fine <laughs> Yeah, I just met him, but yeah, he's 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 stand-up guy. Um, I will uh, apply the med kit. All right, so one d eight. Do I do I do I eat that or do I standing by you for roll the it? Let's see, we do no. Oh, you drink it, yeah. So it's like we'll six. It. Oh, nice. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Uh, I think you rub your antennas all over it and. Everything will be fine. Well, his antennas are like little straws. He just puts them in and drinks it up. <laughs> I, I actually wanted to ask, uh, when, when you raised your hands, did your antennas also go straight up at the same time in a cowardly look? Uh, yes, they did as a, as a, um, a sign that there's nothing nothing in my hands, nothing in my antenna. Excellent. I, I'm going to gesture I'm gonna gesture to uh, Hiroji to uh, lower his hands now. It's safe now. Oh, yes. Thank you. I do that. <laughs> He looks over to you, pretty boy. He says, well, pretty boy, there's no free uh, lunch for you today. Oh, I, I wasn't looking for anything. I simply misunderstood you. I mean, if there's no reward for citizens helping out, I understand. He looks at you and he says, you really don't know when to shut up, do you, pretty boy? I was going to do a favor for you, but I don't know if I want it anymore. You keep running your mouth off like that. Uh, I'm very sorry. I didn't know I was offending you. I'll be very quiet from here on in, of course. I was going to say that you might want to just, oh, I don't know, take a closer look at those downside kings while we just do some paperwork over here. Because who knows what other things they might have on them that could have just accidentally got lost in all the shuffle after your heroic deeds. You guys are the best police I've ever seen. I have to, I have to give you a compliment. My kind of guys. Yeah. My kind of guys. You guys are all right. And I'm, I'm going to pat one of them uh I'm going to pat Detective Johnson here right on the back and clap him on the shoulder and say, you're all right. He says, well, you know, if you're here to sign up for the Starfinder Society, which really needs all the help they can get, and you did defend and kill three of the nastiest gang members on the station, well, how bad could you be? True. That is truth. Um, however, Only time will tell. However, are we now in trouble with this gang, maybe? Oh, definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Says, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do some paperwork over here. And uh, by the way, 
Durival doesn't really have much family or friends other than society, so you might want to check in with the society because he doesn't really seem to have much in terms of next to kid. Maybe the society has some information on all of that. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just going to put him in public morgue for now. Can you just let us know where which way to go to society? We're just completely new here. We have no idea. Oh yeah, you just go to the lore spire. That's uh, the nicest part of the station. Don't okay. worry, you can just look in. Uh, you can just look at any information kiosk, and they'll tell you exactly how to get there. Very good. You want us to tell them or take his body there? Oh no, the morgue will take. It will take. Uh, okay, that's we'll go to the public yeah. morgue, and then we'll uh, space these others, uh, the downside kings. Thank you very much. Okay, well, when we get to it, searching the bodies. <laughs> Are you quickly search the bodies? Uh, thoroughly search the bodies. I'll take okay. twenty on this one. All right, you search the body and you find uh, they, they have like flight suits, but there's no way you can sh- you'll have time to strip them naked or anything. Uh, but they do have cred sticks. Oh, well. Oh, that goes right in my pocket. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Starfinder, how it works, I kind of like this. It, it, credits are, there's actually two types of money in the Starfinder world. There's the cred stick which is basically just like online digital currency. So you could just transfer money between people. And there actually is hard currency that can be used as, well, currency. Um, some of the more illegal activities or people who don't want to be traced, that's the equivalent of paying in cash, you know, while the credit stick is like a credit card. Is there a way to convert cash into credit? Yeah, of course. Um, okay. You know, like right now, these are cred sticks. So you would just take the cred stick and it's the equivalent of having cash. There's, there is absolutely no difference. It's, uh, but like if you're dealing with, say, print with culture or you're dealing with something a little nefarious, you might want to get some hard cash instead. That's all. Uh, how much, uh, is there any way to tell? There's got to be a way to tell. How oh, much yeah, is you on just the look at stick. it. It's, yeah, yeah, how much is on the uh, cred stick? Is 150 it the... credits are on the. Okay. All right. Is that for each one of them? Oh, that's great. Yeah, so each one of you. So uh, does uh, Tuttle take a cred stick from his guy? Oh, heck yeah. Okay, so each of you managed to get 150 credits, and Hirogi got. A healing. He, no, he got healed as well. He got a free med kit. Jeez. Man. Oh, that's true. That's yes. worth 50. So Gosh. at least you got that. So wait, I, I do not get a cred, credit stick. <laughs> uh, you, you got healed. You kept yelling to get healed, and that's yeah. what you got. Yeah, we'll, spring for, what... we'll spring for some hair plugs. Yeah, we'll get you. Replace the ones that got burned. We'll get you that free lunch this fella's been talking about. How's out that? Oh, I've never turned down a free meal. So wait, there was only three bodies? I forget how many would be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. only three. There was three guys, and then there's Durable. So you got, you, uh, Hiroji, got the, the data pad and rusty mo and tuttle got a free laser uh pistol azimuth laser pistol with a mostly depleted battery and 150 credits each good job must be nice Yay. cool um so let's see uh 225 about 112 each uh, i'm sorry i'm confused by that math oh that's right that's right i'm already enough <laughs> I mean, I have 150 on the stick in my pocket. I don't know what your numbers are about. Uh, that'll be uh, when you wake up. That's how much will be there. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we are more or less strangers to each other. So, you yeah. know. Well, it's a conversation for some point, but not yeah, today. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, I don't want to dolly. I'm going to start moseying toward the, uh, I don't know, is this the exit or is or is the north side the exit? Uh, they're all exits. They're all oh. exits. The north, the west, they're all exits. You can uh, get out of here. I just say to, to, to my uh, people here, I say, I, I know we saw, we all just met each other, but it's probably prudent if we stick together and head there yeah. as a group. Safety. Cause, uh, yeah. Especially now that we have a gang looking for right. us. Right. Yeah. Very <laughs> sensible. So, Hirogi, do you want to Hirogi? Hirogi. I know. I keep calling you Hoagie. I'm going to call you Hoagie pretty soon. Hirogi. Hirogi, do you want to uh, use any resolve points to heal your stamina? Uh, yes, I do. Does, does he... Uh, wait, wait. Does he only do that once per level? No, no, no. Um, Hiroji has uh, four or five, I forgot, stamina points. and Sorry. Resolve uh, points. Resolve points. And you can spend ten minutes... Spend one resolve point and you get all your stamina back. And anyone can do that. I, I do that. Yeah. Um, Mo took some. Mo, you actually took some damage, and Hirogi took damage. That's it, actually. I think you're the. Only, I think you're the only ones who took damage. I don't remember ever being attacked. No, you were hit. You were hit. 
Okay. You, you were just in such a blood rage, you don't even remember getting hit. That's true. And I had Cheddar do most of my fighting, so I'm okay. fine. So you got seven uh, stamina points, right? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, I only lost two. All right, so I put you back up, and I'll take off one of the resolve points. Does anyone else do anything? Mo, are you going to heal anything? Or... No, not for two. Okay. All right, so what are you guys going to do? I think we're... Oh, head to the Pathfinders. Is Starfinders. Yes, that. I think you have to give me a dollar every time you say Pathfinder. It's like the swear jar. I sure do hope the Starfinder Society pays good, because I'm pretty broke. So you manage to go, you, f- you find your way into the center of the station. Um, the place is jam-packed. This was like, you thought this was crowded, and then you see the full majesty of Absalon Station, and it is impressive. There's just people everywhere. Every shade, style, type of person. It is just like India, China, New York City combined. It is just packed with all these different races and folks and styles. You see floating brains and jars. You see Vesk, dwarves, elves, undead. It is just a hodgepodge of people. Um, how much lens flare is there? Because if it's truly if it's truly epic, <laughs> yeah, there's got to yeah, be. Yeah, we're lens talking flare. about uh, yeah, it's like the new Star Trek lens flare. It's everywhere. Ooh. So anyhow, um, yeah, you find the information kiosk, and it's pretty easy for you to get to the center spire and meet up with the Starfinder Society. So it'll probably take you about a good thirty minutes in public transportation while you do that. Uh, is there anything right. you want to do yes. with the data pad? Yes, yeah, so I was just say since uh, since um, yeah since we have some time, uh, I will produce the data pad, and uh, I'll actually make on the train. We're on a subway or something on a uh, some kind of transport. Yeah, it's public transportation. Yep. I'll uh, I'll sit next to Tuttle. And I'll say, you know what? You look like you might, you're sufficiently egg-headed. Uh, oh, that's racist. That's so racist. <laughs> wow. The v- the Vesca is very uh, insulted by that, but he's just gonna like. Oh, I'm not saying anything negative about you. Oh, I'm just yeah. I'm giving him sure. a, I'm giving him a compliment. Sure. Yeah, stereotype. Profile away. Give it over, matchstick. Let me take a look at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm no dunce when it comes to computers, but you might be better. So yeah, take a look at this. See what you can make of that. I can make a cap or a brooch or a pterodactyl. <laughs> 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 Sorry, you walked right into that one. <laughs> So that's a uh, computer's check. This is like a level one computer. So computers go anywhere from level one to level 10. Level one computers are data pads. They're pretty easy to pack into. Level 10 computers are like computers well, that for the, uh, run like an entire planet. For the record, I have a plus nine in computers. So. All right. So I'm going to actually uh, roll to assist him since I'm sort of we're like conferring. I'm looking at the I need no assistance. <laughs> here's where I roll a here's where I roll a one. <laughs> there's my there's my nineteen for assist. So you get you get a plus two. Alright, so you get a nineteen and Tuttle like cracks his fingers and seems offended that someone's even helping him, but uh Tuttle you can go and try to crack his Ah, uh, see, there you go. Nice. 21. Plus two. Plus, plus two. 23. Tuttle is like, really? His password was password? Come on, man. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> password is taco. You easily open up this thing. The very first thing that comes up is pictures of you. Hey, what do you know? It's all like pictures and bios and all the forms that you guys filled out when you applied for the Starfinders. So... Just to confirm, it only has the information I provided to them. Yes, it only has the information you provided. There's like a... Great, great, great. Yes. Um, there's like maybe a small, like the most preliminary of background checks, just making sure you guys don't have any um, horrible criminal records. And so far, you guys all came up pretty clean. Yeah, more or less. It's not like they usually... Well, you know, like Starfinder Society really can't be picky. So they've set that filter really low. Uh, <laughs> other than that, um, you can look around on the on the data pad if you want to f- look for anything. Uh, is there is there the equivalent of email, perhaps? Or Yeah, definitely, definitely. It might be worth looking to see if there's any mention of the gangs or any mention of any danger or anything like that. So let's... I hate to invade a dead guy's privacy, but it might be worth a look. So let's do that. Yeah. So you can take the rest of the ride to sort of just scan some more of his personal items. And just going through his his emails, he seems to have a couple of, um, there seems to be, it seems to be pretty clean. And this guy definitely seemed to have been careful. He definitely was not someone who 
was loose in lips in terms of like just blabbing as you were able to figure out looking at this is that as you knew he was sort of a mid-ranking member of the starfinder society and he seemed to mostly um work with the mining guilds and did mineral prospecting as he was a dwarf uh he also helped out mentoring new prospective members he is a native of the dysphoria that's the asteroid belt between Verses and Eox, and he had a lot of ties to dwarves and other uh, mining groups in the area. Uh, you see that he had a whole bunch of group emails and like chats about being a champion of miners' rights, and a fair number of them uh, are talking about challenging some of the large corporate interests that exploit individual miners and laborers. At the very end, you managed to look and find that he personally invested money in something called the Hard Scrabble Collective, and there's some financial statements about it. And it looks like the collective was a mining group that he was a member of. In addition, he had a cousin, um, and there's something about that, but there's that one's going to take a little bit more investigation. But there's something about his cousin being mentioned in the emails, and with that, you managed to pull into the. I, I don't know about you, but I happen to be getting a little bit of a uh, a Pinkerton Man versus Union vibe with that. Interesting. You know? Like, he could have been angered some very people in very high places. Oh, if he were actually hit instead of just gotten crossfire between gangs? Yeah, I, I, I suspect more than that. I mean... I don't know about that, because, look, if you're just going to do that, just set the hit. You know, I mean, getting these gangs... To shoot at each other. I mean, they were actually shooting at each other. So, well, yeah, they were. But you know, it could be that the maybe they got wind of it and they were like trying to inter- prevent it. I mean, we should actually try at some point maybe to find one of these uh, twenty-one gang members. Well, let's start by talking to the society guys, see what yeah. they can tell us. Exactly. Sounds crazy to this vest. So you managed to get to the Lore Spire complex. And sure enough, right in the center is a magnificently gorgeous building, which is obviously Starfinder Society. And it is just glowing beam of light. You guys look like you just, you know, fell off the wagon. We're in a firefight, because you are. Yeah, we are. And my clothes is burned. Do you approach the Starfinders? Yes. Sure. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah. Right through the front door. As the doors to the Lore Spire complex slide open, a green holographic image of a middle-aged human woman shimmers into view at the center of the room. Greetings, it says. I am Guidance. Please use the cheek swabs in the open receptacle to provide genetic samples for Starfinder Society identification purposes. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have no problem with that. So uh, sure enough, you see there's like a little area where there's like these little swabs that you can sort of like pop into your mouth and then sort of just put into a little receptacle. This is not unknown to you. This is not that uncommon. So uh, Mo is going to just cut out the middleman and just spit directly into the receptacle. <laughs> nice. Uh, guidance looks at you and says, that will work too. We are well versed in Vesca culture. <laughs> what about the rest of you? I will do the swab. Rusty. Uh, I will totally put the swab in my mouth and then put it in the container. <laughs> Tuttle usually has a, fa- a few spare samples of his own DNA categorized in, in his briefcase, but he doesn't have any today, so he'll do the swab. Okay. So you put the uh, swabs in. So does uh, Rusty actually use the swab, or is he like... Oh, no. Oh, okay. no, no. You got it. So you're like rubbing it like on the floor or something. Something. It, it, a, it goes in my <laughs> mouth and it even moves around <laughs> visibly, and then it's put back. The uh, guidance, you know, runs for a second or two, and it says, Greetings, Mo, Turtle, Hiroji, and Tiffany. Please step through the doors, and someone will meet you shortly. Don't mind if we do. Wait, wait, wait. Tiffany? What are those names? <laughs> Tiffany? Notice he got your name right after butchering it earlier. That's kind of impressive. But I'm Turtle? I'm You're Turtle. Sure. Oh, boy. Hey, man, you know, it's uh, they don't have the best technology. Wait, who, who's Tiffany, though? I'm worried that's me. We can work with Tiffany. All right. That's all right. Well, it's none of my business. Well, Rusty is Tiffany. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> he must have had a contaminated sample. It's a perfectly nice name. 
after you you sort of walk in you get shown down the hall to some doors after several minutes of waiting a functionary arrives to lead you to a cluttered but clean office fairly deep in the complex as you're walking by you see rows and rows of desks uh, furiously working this is quite a busy place um one thing you do notice also is that the cubicles are pretty empty it's as if the starfinders don't have nearly enough people to man the office space that they have you get sent into an office you are informed if you can look on the door and it says chisex uh is the name of the person you're chisex okay i just my mind is vaguely blown that the starfinders have like a back office bureaucracy involved. <laughs> I thought they were all like, you know, Indiana Jones in the space, and it's like, okay, they're doing Excel spreadsheets. Uh huh. Well, there's always that boring guy back in the museum. So this is this is Denholm Elliott's character. Time. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, you guys are totally gonna be. This is the Starfinder adventure path is gonna turn into office space. Oh, this is good. <laughs> Where where's the door to this place? I don't see a door in. Uh... Uh, the door is to the north. I just sort of. There's not a big. There's not a big hallway. Is, it, is this the is this the room? I'm gonna take a. Seat. Yeah, this is the room, and inside it appears to be a Sharon. And the Sheeran turns towards you and sort of welcomes you in. You look and notice that this Sheeran is not male nor female, but actually a host who was the third sex for Sheeran. And when you talk to a Sheeran, you talk to someone as a host as either they, them, or themselves. It's not he or she. Wait, what? What was it? Yeah, it's 2476. Anything goes. Uh, yep. It's uh, they are host sex. So just be very careful, Vesk. You don't want to insult the your, your guests. Oh, definitely not. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and feet up on the table and let everybody else handle this. You hear in your head because they communicate telepathically. Chisex is wearing understated business clothes and is nervously flexing their antenna from side to side. Uh, Chisex welcomes you and offers you refreshments on the table and bids you to sit down before introducing them. I will start to enjoy the refreshments that are offered. Yes. The so-called free lunch. I will imbibe. It is filtered water and processed protein wafers. Mm, my favorite. Ah, just like mom used to make. Oh, yeah. So Chisix looks at you and says in your head, What happened to Derivel? Wasn't he supposed to be accommodating you? Yes. He met with an unfortunate fate on the docks. He was caught in a crossfire of gangland activity. As soon as we exited the platform, he was killed very quickly. Very most unfortunate. Chisix appears to be stunned. We feel very sorry for your loss, sir, of course. I'm sorry, I mean madam. I mean I mean you. I'm sorry. Yes. You're, you're the face of this group? I'm just making sure. I didn't, I never said that. I have, I have a high charisma. Starfinder sensitivity training commences in 15 <laughs> That's <minutes>. right. <laughs> Chisix, uh quickly like turns to the side and pulls up a data pad and starts furiously like typing something in. You guys all like are nervously looking at each other, like munching on the wafers and like sipping on the waters while Chisix PowerPoint. 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 Uh, Chisix says, one moment, please. I'm just checking your store. After a few minutes, uh, Chisix appears to be disappointed or saddened um, and says, it appears you were correct. Doraville Creel was killed this morning in a gang-related violence between the Downside Kings and the Level 21 crew. And it seems that you were there as well. We were there. We actually uh, tried to fight off the Downside Kings because I don't know much about the 21 crew, but I knew I do know that the Downside Kings are our most reprehensible group of criminals. And for what it worth, for what it matters, the Kings appeared to be the ones that shot him, whether it was yes. acci- whether it was accidental or intentional. Hmm. That is most unfortunate. I'm sorry that I was not able to welcome you at Absalon Station under better circumstances, but I assure you that such attacks are not a daily occurrence of here on the station, though I realize that is likely small comfort to you. I'm pleased that none of you were seriously hurt, but I grieve for Duraville's death. He was a valued member of the society and a friend. May the Lady of Graves be kind in her judgment and his soul. The Sharon bows their head momentarily and then looks up. 
their compound eyes glittering. <laughs> what puzzles me is the reason behind the attack. Chisix taps a few commands onto their computer. According to the incident report just released by station security, two gangs were involved in the attack, the Downside Kings and the Level 21 crew. Gang wars are not uncommon on the station, but they usually confide themselves to more lawless sections like the puddles. It is rare for street gangs to battle openly in public areas like the docks. I cannot help but wonder whether all is as, as it seems. There must be a reason why these two gangs were at Docking Bay 94 at that time. The time of your arrival, coincidentally. But was it a coincidence? Were you and Durval just innocent bystanders caught in the crossfire? Or might you and he have been specifically targeted? And if so, why? It is my understanding your interest in becoming Starfinders. And since you were witness to the attack, I would like to ask you to investigate the incident on behalf of the society. Find out exactly what happened and why. It may be a simple matter of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I have no doubt station security will rule it out. But if Durval was murdered, I'd like to find justice for my friend. At the same time, this will give you the opportunity to demonstrate your own skills and abilities and show the society that you are worthy of the title Starfinder. And with that, he holds up his hand or his mandible and a little glowing emblem appears and it's actually the Starfinder symbol and it's actually embedded inside of his hand. He says to you, if you manage to succeed at this, you can become full-fledged members of the society and be welcomed and get one of these as members. Excellent. Yeah, that, that actually seems very nice. We'll be back in 15 minutes. Well, I'm just wrapped up in no time. He says, I appreciate your gusto, although I do not think this will be an easy investigation. Oh, yes. The signing bonus. I almost forgot. Ah, yes. Let's discuss the signing yes. bonus. He says, the signing bonus plus expenses is 200 credits. I will transfer them into your accounts now. And they type a few buttons on the computer and your cred sticks now go up by 200 credits each. What does it mean exactly when you say, you know, what are we talking about here? What kind of reasonable expenses, you know, public transportation, food and the like. I would suggest that you get settled on the station before starting your investigation. I recommend a small hotel called the Moons of Sleep located just a short walk from the parks and the towers of the eye. The hotel is centrally located and has both efficiencies and suites available. Also, the Moons offers discount lodging to Starfinders, book rooms for at least a week's stays. Sweet, sounds good to me. What, do you, what about you guys? That, that yeah. sounds great. Are you sweet people? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're sweet people here, so. Uh, one, one question for you, uh, um, uh, Thing. Uh, we would know to actually go to the 21st level to look for the 21st level gang, but do you know where the diamond Downside Kings would be located if we wanted to investigate them? The Downside Kings are tricky. They are in some of the less reputable areas of the station. Not as known much about them. I would see you would have to do some intimidation or diplomacy around some of the rougher areas to find out as they are often transient. So you know there's places like the Puddles and a few other of these places that are just not the nicest places. Yeah. Um, you're probably going to have to shake a few leaves to find out where to find them. Or bash a few skulls. Yeah. Well, you can always catch more flies with honey. A honey of a mace of blood. Excellent. Well, that is that sounds great. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, we did happen to find a, his data pad. We figured we would bring it here before the uh, police, you know, feel it might be better for you to have it. That is most kind of you. However, I would assume being Starfinders and resourceful, you most likely broke into it. I mean, opened it by now and found useful information for investigation. Why don't you keep it for now until your investigation is complete? Sounds good. Just want to make sure everything's above board. Like he knows me. Yes, I've been around Starfinders most of my life, and I know that we don't always take the most efficient route to get the job done. And he sort of, if there's such a thing as a wink, he kind of gives you a wink. 
with his compound eye. <laughs> Sounds like he knows like us that. already. Well, I say we get settled, and uh, you know, there's a couple of pieces of equipment that I don't know if you guys have, but um, well, m- most notably is a comm unit. I actually have a comm unit. Does everyone have a comm unit? We should all get comm units so it can communicate. Yeah, I have one, of course. I do not have one. I got, I got one. In fact, I think I get one as part of my drone control uh, unit. Basically, a cell phone you need. You could probably you can buy, buy anything anywhere. Yeah. So the way it works for Starfinder is you guys are level one, so you can buy anything that's level one, two, or three, no problem on the station. The meta game of this is like level four above needs like licenses and background checks that you don't have access to. So that's kind of the meta game. So. Anything level three or lower, you can just buy. You literally can go to a store and pick up. And you can get like a logo and your name engraved on it, anything you want. You can get it personalized. You can get a, a cell phone case, you name it. You got it. I think a comm unit's only like seven credits Sounds or something. Sounds to it's me cheap. like an expense. Uh, Chisick, uh, is that something? Uh, I don't have one. Is that something uh, you guys can pick up? Because it's not going to be a whole lot of investigation without a comm unit over here. You know what I'm saying? Chisick looks at you and says, you're already starting to sound and think like a Starfinder, always getting the angle. I like it. Here you go. And he like reaches into a, uh, a desk drawer and pulls out a fairly beat up comm unit and throws it over to you and says, don't mind the slime and blood. The last owner was a little sloppy. You are one cheap <laughs> bastard, aren't you? <laughs> uh, Mo oh, catches Mo. it with his uh, very high dexterity and... Uh, he wipes it on his shirt and uh, says, thank you very much. Oh, and that reminds me, actually, while we were talking about expenses, I've been looking for a new battery for this great azimuth laser pistol I have. You wouldn't happen to have any, would you? No, but you may come here to recharge at any time. Oh, for free? Yes, for free. The hotel will also allow you to recharge your batteries. It's like free Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right. I like it. Do they have a breakfast buffet? Most likely, yes. The Moons are Sleep are renowned for their gourmet omelet bar. Continental breakfast. Score. Do you have any other pressing question? No, I think we should get about the business of Actually, getting this solved. Actually, I do have one question for expenses. Uh, what of uh, ammunition? Does that fall, fall under expenses as well? Eventually, perhaps yes, as you gain in society prestige. But for now... You should use what you found. I doubt you'll get into many more fights. Those are pretty rare. Wow. Oh, wow. I don't even have to say that. Okay. Um, sure. All right. Very good. That's all we need to know. You know what? Your your hammer doesn't need any ammo, though. No, that's the good thing about hammer. true of my rocket launcher, so. Go! Wow. Must be nice. So with that, do you wish to take your leave? Please, if you have any questions or concern, you have my number, and now you can use your comm unit. Actually, to confirm, we do have his number. We can contact him from anywhere. Yeah, that's what the comm unit's for. Great. Very good. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that does it. I think we can go now. Thank you very much. And your trust has been well-placed. We're going to take care of this. uh, Might take... 20 minutes so do the vesk know how to tell time i don't think the vesk have any concept of time i think 20 minutes in vest time is really like four or five days in human time which could be why you guys were at war with them for 100 years because they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna beat those humans in just a few months uh which is you know 100 years in human time yeah that's what i'm thinking like that matthew mcconaughey movie which name i forget they spent too much time on the planet and it's like 20 years oh yeah God, I can't. Interstellar. Yeah. <laughs> Interstellar, right. All right, so what are you guys going to do now? You're going to go check into the moons of sleep, or? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Before yeah, you start with that. The sweets run out. I want to I recharge my battery. I did fire it a few times. Might as well get that free charge going and head out after oh, that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I have a laser. Uh, I have to look at my weapon uh, and see. Uh, I'm going to charge the weapon. Um, I am proficient in it. What uh, kind of laser is it? Is it literally called a laser pistol? Is that the name? Azimuth laser pistol. Okay. I think that's what it's called, right? It's yeah, it's a laser pistol azimuth level one. So here you are. You managed to find the um, the moons asleep, as he said. It was pretty easy to find. Um, there's like a check-in, reception. 
it's it's a hotel. You can decide do you want to get an efficiency or are you looking for just a regular uh, two-bedroom suite? It's 16 credits per week for the efficiency or 50 credits per week for a small two-bedroom suite. Oh, it doesn't matter. They're they're picking up the tab, so yeah, we'll get a suite. Uh, I don't think they're picking up the tab. No, no, they're not picking up the tab. That's the discounted rate. That's a heavy discount for being members of the Starfinder. That's part of... Uh, that's part. Tri- well, that's trial, why I asked beforehand, so I wouldn't be stepping out of bounds. He said we'd pick, they'd pick up living expenses. You pick no. up some expenses, exactly. It's sort of like working for Disney. It's like you get things at a steep discount, but you still got to pay for them. Oh, this still gets worse and worse every time. I need, I need some extra workspace for working on cheddar, so I'm probably going to go ahead and spring for the suite. And I need a suite because I need to live somewhere nice. So. Oh, you mean you want to get separate rooms and stuff? Yeah, I'm... How many does a suite hold? <laughs> All right. Suite has two bedrooms. I'm willing to share, but I look around at wait, all wait, of the aliens. Wait. I'm... I will share with the robot, I guess. I mean... Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. You're pretty fancy. The, the Vesk will join one of you guys in your suite, I guess. I'll just... All right, Mo, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, you and I, let's, let's, uh, are you going to pay your half though? You seem uh, a little well, reluctant. Well, if these guys are each going to get a suite, that's two extra bedrooms. Uh, so when the, uh, when the bill for the incidental incident, incidentals comes, I don't want to see those alligator <laughs> arms. <laughs> yeah, the, the pay-per-view, you got to like, uh, keep it yeah, in check their best. bunch of alligator videos that, uh, <laughs> are going to show up on the, the bill. Yeah. The bill when we leave. Great. Yes. All right, so so Mo and me, and you and the uh, the mouse. Oh, the mouse is there too. All right, and the robot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> mouse and you and robot. All right, so let's do that. 50, 50 credits a week, so twenty five wow. each. That's a pretty good deal. You guys, yeah, you guys know. We're looking at I, the, I don't uh, really have a yeah, gauge of what it's worth. The best is is a spend. No, no, no. He's not a spendthrift. He is. Uh, he's a fool. He will just easily. Parted with his money. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. All right. So you guys all get some sweet, you all get your accommodations, you get your key cards, you get everything all set. You come into your room and on the bed is a little welcomes, like some chocolates. And there's like a little piece of paper on the bed that seems like a note. On whose bed? All of our bed? Uh, all of you. Yeah. All of you have like the same thing in all your rooms. Well, I'll get the, uh, my, my one battery to start to charge on that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, let's read the note. Uh, the note says to be continued. Ah. <laughs> oh, no. I want to play. Uh, we'll play. Don't worry. Next week. Next week, we'll play. Right. Perfect. Right. Right. So thanks for listening. It's time for the $1,000 podcast contest giveaway, where we're going to be giving out a $25 Amazon gift card after every single show for this month and next month. In the beginning of December, we're going to be taking everyone and drawing a grand prize of a $250 Amazon gift card, a $100 Amazon gift card, a $50 Amazon gift card, and another $25 Amazon gift card, in addition to unique Roll for Combat t-shirts made just for you guys. In addition, every single person who enters at the end of the contest is going to get a pretty cool, unique prize designed specifically for the show. So with that, we are selecting some completely at random. And the winner of the Amazon gift card is Laurentis Rex. His real name is Lars, and he is from Germany. So congratulations, Lars. He had a nice review on iTunes in Germany. So I guess we're going to be giving you the gift card to Amazon.de. All you need to do is just contact us here at the show, and the prize is yours. Once again, it's real easy to enter. You can check out the website for details, but all you need to do is just submit a review to iTunes or Stitcher and then email us with your review. And that's it. You are entered into the contest. And you can win more than once, by the way. If you win the $25 gift prize, that doesn't mean you're out of the running for the grand prize. You just get thrown right back in. So anyone can win anytime. So this is going to be a busy week. We got this show, and then later, make sure you check out Talking Combat on Thursday with Jason McDonald. Then we're going to be putting up the interview with Thirsty, which is awesome, on Patreon. And also, we're going to have the Alien Archive review later this week as well. So make sure you follow the website, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll get alerted to when these go up. Otherwise, send us any questions, comments you might have. 
Oh yeah, and don't forget, also we're going to be putting up the wallpapers for the site, as well as some sound effects. So, lots going on this week. So, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. I'll see you then. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. to roll for combat until next week always remember that chaotic greedy is not a real alignment